about it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Kind of back on the fan, 877-337-6666. While you were sleeping, we were discussing the Yankees and Game 5 today. Everybody complaining, oh, they made us wait out there in the rain. They didn't make you do anything. You chose to wait out there. What do you want them to do? It's a rain delay. That's what happens. Like, would you think the Yankees and Major League Baseball and the Guardians plotted against the Yankee fan? Because they didn't want them to wait out there for three hours. I mean, they thought they were going to have a window. They were wrong. The weather. Who the hell could predict the weather? I have no idea what it's going to be. Nobody knows. Especially around here. It's been crazy all of a sudden these last several years. It's changed. But anyway, day to day, hour to hour. I mean, it's the rain. You know, Brian Cashman spoke afterward basically explaining the whole process. And I'm not sure what... If you would Fans wouldn't have been happy if they started the game at 10 o'clock. They wouldn't have been happy with the two-hour rain delay. Obviously, it's not going to – once the rain hits, it's going to be a problem for everybody. It's inconvenience. I get it, but let's not make it like baseball could do something about it. I mean, we're going to now yell continually about Major League Baseball and Rob Manfred and the decision makers because of rain delays. They thought they were going to have a window. They thought wrong. Weather didn't cooperate. They can't they postpone it and play today. I mean, that's it. Let's move on and talk about the game. Nestor Cortez gets the start now for the Yankees, which to me is a distinct advantage. Now, I don't trust Cortez on short rest the way that I would on normal rest, but who knows? I mean, anything could happen. It's just that's a little caveat to it. However, I'd rather have Nestor Cortez on no rest than Jamison Tyone. That's a big Bullet dodged for the Yankees not having to start Jamison Tyone. It wouldn't be anywhere near my postseason roster. I wouldn't start him at all. And the Yankees were going to start him in a game five. Now they don't have to. They go back to Cortez on short rest. Who knows what Cleveland's going to do? Is it going to be Savali? Is it going to be Bieber? I can't imagine Terry Francona and the Guardians are foolish enough to start this guy Savali, who the Yankees have owned the two times that they faced them this year, 10 runs and nine innings. Are you going to start this guy in a game five when you have Bieber on short rest? Go Bieber and then in that bullpen. I guess the thinking, though, would be save Bieber in case the next round. Hey, I mean, there is no Astros series if you don't get this one. Anyway, bottom line is whoever wins this game is going to be at a significant disadvantage heading into the ALCS. I know that they'll take that significant disadvantage because it's better than being home, but the Astros have everything once again fall into their laps, and whoever wins this one going to be traveling there you know, that night, uh, later on this evening after the 4 o'clock start, and their pitching staff will likely be in shambles. Anyway, we talked about that. We talked about the baseball playoff format and the changes that need to be made so it can be a, you know, so we could have more emphasis on the importance of a regular season. You can't have three teams who win 100 games or more ousted in the first round or first two rounds and have two teams that didn't win 90 games playing in the championship series and think that that means it's a good thing for the regular season. Nobody's complaining about the Dodgers, Braves, or Mets being out of it. It happens. They lost their series. They deserve to be going home. However, 
it shows you that the regular season has been minimized. And that is bad for the sport. This cannot get to where the NBA is at, where the regular season is essentially irrelevant. So we talked about that, uh, a large portion of the show so far. And the Jets and Giants. New York football is alive and well. Do you believe in miracles? How about that? All we wanted was competitive football. We actually got two teams that might be playoff teams this year. Don't want to jinx it. Don't want to get ahead of ourselves. But the NFC East is over. No, I'm just kidding. Not yet. Let's see what happens on Thanksgiving, week 12. Might be a different story then. Giants, Cowboys, Thanksgiving. Oh, man, I can't wait for that. That'll be their next division game. Soft schedule until then for the Giants. Jets have some big ones coming up. At Denver, all right, it's a game that they got to go out there. And look, Denver, I'm so sick and tired of watching Russell Wilson, Nathaniel Hackett, and the Denver Broncos. They stink. Jets should be able to go in there and win that game. But you know what happens when you say the Jets and should. I'm still not over the past just yet. We're getting there, and it is a different team for sure, but I need to see it a little bit longer. And then New England, and then Buffalo. Actually, the next two out of three after this Denver week will be against the Patriots. By in between there, but this is a huge stretch for these Jets. 877-337-6666. Gary is calling from Mayapac. Good morning, Gary. Hey, Sal. What's going on? Let's uh, go, Rangers! Awesome night. I almost feel compelled to talk Rangers after following up Doug's call. I was there tonight. It was a sellout tonight. And you asked me last week when I with the opening night, it was a sellout that night. Tonight was impressive with the Yankees playing. Maybe you thought there'd be some empty seats, but it was sold out. The team looks insane. Their power play is phenomenal. I'm very upset. I actually got an invite to go to the game. Uh, free tickets, and I turned it down because I needed to watch Game 5. I mean, I, I couldn't not watch Game 5, and then they don't even play the stupid game. What's Major League Baseball doing? Decide. Blow that game. Postpone that game from the start. You're affecting me now. I forgot about that. It cost me watching a Ranger game. Right. You know what? I was thinking about that with you. I know you have, you know, you got a job to do, so you got to have, you got to watch these games. So you know what you're talking about on there, but I cannot. Uh, yeah, I can. As much as I love to go to the garden and I am dying to go there and I will at some point soon, hopefully, uh, by the way, you know, they have like two Friday night games all year long. It's ridiculous. Home games. Yeah, it's, much. The, the, the weekend, the weekend series was a joke. There's not many. Yeah, why? Why is that? There's a few Sundays. Sundays during football. Forget it. I'm not going to the hockey game during football season. I like Friday or Saturday. They, they, they have basically none on the schedule. I don't understand it. Yeah, Sunday night I have a game, and unfortunately I'm looking forward to you know watching the Jets play. But it's a five o'clock game at the Garden. Jets are playing at four, so I'm going to have to like either miss that or try to get it on my phone so I can watch both at the same time. But the point is, but you got a game five with the Yankees. I cannot miss that. So, I mean, you can't, not for a regular season hockey game. No, no, no doubt. But anyway, the reason I called is with this playoff that you're saying, you know, how do we fix it? You know how you fix it? The teams that won 313 games during the regular season between the Mets, Braves, and Dodgers, don't show up in, in free games in the playoffs. They have to win. What else are you going to give them? They had the home field advantage. You get three games in your own building. Which, you know what? Sometimes in baseball, I don't think that's such a big deal because it's all about pitching. Correct. And 
And and and so and you're making Mets- my point, Gary. You just said it. It's not that big of an advantage. You need forget the Mets because they didn't win the division. But the Braves and Dodgers, everybody said, oh, they get a buy, big advantage. How do you justify both of them getting ousted by teams that the Braves were 14 games better and the Dodgers were 22 games better than in the regular season? That means the regular season doesn't mean anything. Yeah, but you can't make where these gimmicks where you only have to win one game out of the three. It, then, it, then it becomes a real joke. Don't even have the wild cards. Go back to the divisions. You know, the Mets in 73, they were 82 and 79, and they beat the Reds, who were 99 wins that year. And it was one of the most exciting seasons, and then they took Oakland to seven games in the World Series. It happens, and when it happens to your team, there's nothing more exciting than it. And that's why when I look at the Phillies, I know what those fans are feeling. Because remember, when sometimes you speak in, even if it's like... Uh, frig Philly. You know what they're thinking? They're thinking Eagles is what they're thinking. They don't even, they're front runners, the Philly fans. Front runner Philly fans who couldn't care less about the Phillies until a week ago. And now all of a sudden they're all about it. BS. I'm calling BS. I know that they couldn't care less about the Phillies. They're all excited about the Eagles and maybe even more so the Sixers than the Phillies. No, you got you got no friends in Atlanta. Now you're going to have no friends in Philly. Oh, either. come on. Yeah, they know it's true. I did a spot on Philadelphia radio during the uh, during the playoff race down the stretch of the season, and I was up on the spot with the guy telling him, he's like, oh, we don't really care about the Phillies. I'm like, what are you talking about? The Phillies have a chance to make the postseason. Get into it. He was telling me that they're more concerned about watching the Eagles preseason than the Phillies making a playoff push. So I know they're frauds. Well, the PH frauds. I I wouldn't doubt it because, uh, you know, I know that's a big hockey town, too. But, again, just my point is, you know what? And the The Flyers suck, too. (laughs) You're on a roll. Oh, Philly, you got to be kidding me. The Mets own the Phillies. I got to sit here after that regular season where the Mets dominated the Phillies, the Mets blow the division, and now the friggin' Philadelphia Phillies and their fans get to celebrate in the NLCS, and they don't even give a crap about it because that doofus Sirianni 6-0 with the Eagles, I've had enough of Philly. You guys Don't get me started, Gary, please. If this thing taught me one thing this season... I'm not going to live and die with every game during the baseball season anymore. I kind of did with you a lot of nights. But that's kind of the point, right? That that it means it doesn't mean as much anymore. It doesn't mean as much. I was missed the negativity. Every loss I took, it took it took a lot out of me. For what? For what? We could have we could have had the record that the Phillies had, and maybe we you know we would have advanced. Yeah. Well, that's the point for next year, Gary. And thank you for the call. That And that's again, that's the whole point of this. This is not me saying baseball needs to change the playoff format because the Dodgers or Braves or Mets got ousted in their first round, respectively. It's that it minimizes, it diminishes what those teams did in the regular season. The Dodgers dominated this regular season, a historic domination only to lose to the team that they beat by 22 games in the NL West. And they lost in four. It didn't even take them five games to do it. There are ways where you could put more of an emphasis and give the teams that earn it in the regular season a distinct advantage. 
clearly it wasn't enough. Now, that doesn't mean that every team should automatically move on if you win the division or win 100 games. No, not at all. But there's not enough of an advantage. The bye week or whatever, the bye is not proved not to be enough. A matter of fact, it might have been detrimental to a certain extent. Couple things, simple things, so you don't have to get nuts with the gimmicks if you don't like it. Reseed, that's number one, to where the Phillies should have had to play the Dodgers. Number two, if you had, like I was saying earlier, and I know the callers have brought up the point where you could have a series where the team that you know has the the higher record, whether it's a division winning team or the top wild card, all they have to do is win one out of the first two games and they move on. You know, we see that with the NBA and their playoff format. I think that's a possibility. But the other way would be to have just the Phillies and Padres play each other in a wild card round or a wild card game, one game and done. So in this particular year, you would have had the two bottom wild cards, the Phillies and the Padres, play each other, one game playoff in San Diego. Winner moves on to take on the Mets in a best of five. Then from there, Everybody goes to the, you know, the winner goes to the division series and they play best of seven. That would have been the way that you could work it. And you would have had, obviously, the three division winners awaiting. So you don't have, it also puts more of an emphasis on even the NL Central where the 93-win Cardinals won the division. They would also be in the, did that work out right mathematically? Yeah, I guess so. The division series. Anyway, I don't know. I mean, maybe you'd have to add another team for that scenario. I'm getting all confused now by this. But the point is that they need to make sure it's not about fair or not. It's about putting an emphasis on the importance of the regular season. Stewart is calling from Brooklyn. Stewart? Sal, you got to calm down with these people lighting your fuse, man. With what? What do I do now? What What would you do? Just roll with the flow, man. Just take them, take them at ease. They don't. They don't have. They don't know what they're talking about. Who? Right? They don't. Who? Who are we, ta- who are we talking get, about? Oh, the people in get, Philly. You mean? Yeah, all those idiots. Uh, well, no, nobody said anything. They landed the same thing. Well, I'm I'm a, a, no. take a walk, man. Yeah, we're just having some fun. I mean, I'm just I getting know. on the Philly fan base. Before you get to your point, yes, I'm proud of number forty-five. Oh, your ace! He stuck it to you, huh? He, he stuck it to me big time. Yeah. I have to eat crow, man, and you know how I don't, I don't like eating crow. Well, were you happy to do so, though, Stuart? Because your man forty-five got the job done, and at least gives the Yankees was, another day. I, I was happy with the two performances. Both games. Well, correct. But this was the big one. I mean, they gave him a lead. He came through swimmingly, man. The guy was, oh, oh my God. And I I thought, well, maybe. But then when I saw what he did, oh, my goodness. I said, glory, (laughs) hallelujah. Finally, as the Rock would say, finally, he got the job done. Right. Finally, Garrett Cole has returned to being an ace. Seven ace innings, 110 pitches. They give him the lead, and he never relinquished it. He never gave it up. Okay, he gave up a solo home run. Okay, So what? He he had a three-run lead. He gave up two. And guess what? He showed what what he's made of. Finally showed you what he's made of. Because before... Before eighteen, what was he doing? What, or what was he doing with Houston? He was like the, one of the premier pitchers in baseball in the playoffs. 
one of the premier pitchers. Right. One with Verlander. And Verlander is like, I don't know, he spit the bit. I don't know. I don't think he, I don't know if he's done it. Oh, we'll see. We'll see what happens in the ALCS, whether it's against the Yankees or the Cleveland baseball team. Let's hope it's with the Yankees, and let's hope we kick their butts finally. Oh, give me a prediction. What do you think? Astros, Yankees? No, 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 no. I'm the, today, game five, you get ahead of you. Yeah, well, that's for tomorrow. We get, we win. They'll win. I think they'll win 5-2. No worries about Nestor on short rest? And I don't think Bieber's going to go on short rest, but oh, Savali is a poor excuse. Yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, you, you start Savali in game five, you deserve to lose. No, well, of course. And I don't know what... And everybody keeps calling Francona Tito. His name is Terry. I wish everybody would get his name right. Well, what do you mean? His nickname is Tito. Ah, uh, but his real name is Terry. Do you know? I, well, we know and that. His, and his father, that's his father's name. So right, but that's why they call him that. They all call him Tito Francona. Oh, I call him Terry Francona. Me too. Who's calling him Tito that you took uh, issue with? Evan. No, I'm not surprised to hear that. As a matter of fact, when you were saying that, that's the one person that came to my mind. Evan keeps calling him Tito. Like he knows him. What? Like he knows him. Maybe Evan's got a relationship with Terry Francona. Who knows? Who knows? And uh, the Rangers are off to a good start, right? You watch hockey? I'm an Islander fan. Oh. What bothers you more? What bothers you more, the Rangers or Evan Roberts? What? What bothers you more, the Rangers or Evan Roberts? Evan Roberts. The oh, Rangers okay. don't bother me. The Rangers, <laughs> hey, look, they, <laughs> now, the Rangers have a good team. They have a good coach. I know. You know I'm, I don't know why Rangers fired Barry Trotz. The Rangers Who's are going to win the game. Oh, yeah. And Stewart, I they mean, would, that was so bad. It, you, you should call into Evan and tell him about how you flip-flop between the Yankees and... Uh, and Mets all the years. Although he's working with a guy who does that regularly now. So, I mean, it was, <laughs> I, I'm telling you, he, Craig makes me laugh so hard. It's like, I watch him, I watch him on the other network in the morning, and I see him with, uh, with, with Evan, and I'm going, man, this guy, this guy took himself from the depths of the, what he did and brought him back up, brought him back up, brought himself back up, and he's, he's trying to do, Good by all. Yes, he did. Now, have you met I, Craig before? No, I've seen him. Oh, maybe I've, we'll invite him out to our baseball outing next year when we go to a game. What do you think? Invite him. Yeah. But, but just like The Rock says, just bring it. Yeah, don't don't hold your breath on that one. I highly no, doubt it. I I, I'm not holding my breath. I'd like to meet him. I'd like to see who this person is up close because, you know, he has that show on Saturday morning, mm-hmm. that, and he talks with the people. And, you know, for him to do something like that, it takes a real man to go out there and really admit what he's done and be open about it, and he takes it to the, the Now, next have, you called, have you called Craig and Evan and profess your love for Craig and your disdain for Evan? No, I have not. Why not? I only call you. Well, why? Why don't you call I them? I call you. Well, my I appreciate loyal- the loyalty. My, I, I do my loyalty it. was to Tony Page. And you. Well, Fleeg just said you called him last time he worked on the other the overnight the other night. I called because I called the overnight. Oh, oh so the over. So it's not just exclusive to me, then. You're now uh, telling a lie. Well, exclusive, mo- okay, 93%. Okay, well, I mean, you call Emmanuel or Pat Boyle or wherever else is filling in. I whoever's on the over, but my loyalty right. is to you. Mm. Okay? And to, to someone else. <laughs> oh, jeez. Don't, don't I, even go I, there. Don't. Can you please call Craig and Evan? I would love to hear you call Craig and Evan. You have my permission. You're allowed to. No, I, I would not, not feel I'm like you cheated. I'm not going to get. You know how hard it is to get on that show? So, what are you saying? It's easy to get on this show? 
No, but it's easier. No, I know the truth. Yeah, I'm no, a failure. No, it's easier no. in the morning. I get it. No, I get it's it. It's easier in the morning. Yeah. Now, how many people are up like, besides our uh, uh. besides our gang? Now, now you're bringing me down, and don't remind me, Stuart. And thank you for the call. I used to be able to get through to Mike and the Mad Dog back in the day. You just keep trying. Get through to Craig and Evan. Profess your love for Craig and your disdain for Evan. I'd like to hear that. But don't remind me that nobody's listening to the show. <laughs> these, these overnights, they're starting to get to me. I don't know if you could tell. Your official station to talk Jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Sal Akata back on the fan, 877-337-6666. We're just talking to Jerry Recco outside in the newsroom. Good to see Jerry. He's got to get me one of his calendars. Uh, I'm looking forward to it because I, I'm, I'm obsessed with my schedule. It's just nonstop. So then I start to look at some of the days off potentially. And, ooh, a holiday. Maybe I'll have a two-day weekend here or whatever it may be. And I've been flipping through it. I have it on my uh, it's on my desk at work at SNY. And, you know, it, was only, it only goes through December. I'm trying to look through the next year. I got a vacation I want to take in February. I'm starting to plan ahead here. And I don't have the calendar. And I guess Jerry's telling me I got to go to the website and buy it or whatever. I'm like, dude, just bring bring one in for me. You know what I mean? And you can go to the website and purchase it and all that stuff. And he's shipping those out and getting them all set. Hard for me to believe. And I know you always say the same thing. Oh, go so fast, go so fast. And it really does go faster as, you know, life I'm talking about, as you get older. And it just, like, it still feels like in my mind, it's like, oh, what do we got? We're at Labor Day here? And boom, before you know it, you're starting to plan around Thanksgiving week and then the holidays and uh, all of that stuff and then on to next year. But, um, you know, it's uh, tis the season, I guess. And it's a good thing that we get two football teams that are relevant here. That should make things a lot more fun. Clearly, the baseball hot stove will be a main talking point, as it always is with the Mets and Yankees both being now big players and the free agent market, you would you know you would think, or the the changes or improvements they're going to try to make on their ball clubs, but you know, having the Jets and Giants now relevant is a good thing. And not that we're going to do a ton of Nets talk, but I do think the Nets are going to have a much much better year, less drama free. Dare I say, even with Kyrie and Ben Simmons and KD, I think they're going to go out there and be more about business this year and and handle business. And I'm actually excited about the Knicks, and they'll get underway Wednesday. Hard to believe that that is opening up. Baseball still going on. Football alive and well in New York. The Knicks and Nets about to open up. Rangers playing well. Hector is calling from Washington Heights. What's up, Hector? Sal, what's up, brother? How are you, Hector? How are you feeling? You over it yet or what? Uh, honestly, <laughs> like I told Fleece, I mean, it's part of why I haven't called the other parts of that. Like, Doug, I've been trying to flip my schedule, like, which I told you before. So, um, wait, you and Doug you know, are getting off the overnights now? I'm trying, and yeah, I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to work at night. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Mm. We'll, we'll just try that out. Um, but yeah, no, no, I, listen, I, I've been upset. I've been upset, but I, I, and I've also been, like Gary said, um, just reevaluating my fandom. Um, and like I told you before, I don't want anybody telling me how to be a fan. I don't have a problem debating games and whatever and all that stuff. 
But I hate people trying to tell me how to be a fan. And we've had a lot of that going on lately on Twitter. Not just me personally, but just in general. Fans telling fans how to fan. And, and, and it drives me nuts. Well, what, like saying, like, you should be positive? And, and... Yeah, yeah, all that garbage. Like, it has any freaking impact. And I'm trying not to curse because it works me up. Yeah. But, well, also don't curse you know, because you don't want to get me fired. <laughs> you know I don't want to get you fired. But come on. I just get this. I'm going to be the one to get you fired, child, if I curse. Oh, well, that's true. I got myself fired the first time. Who knows what's going to happen right. the second game. I'm not saying that. Yeah. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying people have cursed. You dump them. We move on. That is true. I'm trying not to get dumped because, you know, it's been a while. I want to chat a little bit. I do want to say something on the Giants and the Knicks also. But, yeah, you know, so I, like I was saying, like Gary said, I've been evaluating my fandom, and I, I don't like what I'm feeling. I don't like feeling like he says, like, the regular season doesn't matter anymore because, you know, I live and die with this team. I, I react. I get emotional probably too much back and forth. No, nah, nah, you're good. No. <laughs> but – now it's like, listen, Sam, I go to the games with myself, right? And I hang out back there by 134 or whatever. After the games, I'm high-fiving everybody as they come out. And everybody's leaving. Like, that's just what I do. I get excited. Now, can I do that? Like, who cares? We won. I don't want to feel like the regular season doesn't matter. And You can't have it in baseball. None of us can. It's bad for everybody. You cannot have the regular season mean nothing. Well, that, that, but that's where it looks like it's leading. And I, you know, and I, but I'm also listening and... I'm not going to blame the format as to why they're measured in advance. They're measured in advance because they didn't handle their business because they did a lot of what they did throughout the season. They just didn't hit. Agreed. Yeah, they didn't pitch as well as they did, but they didn't hit. We thought, and that's another thing that's upsetting me, Sal, is, you know, we've spoken for, for a couple of years now. With, I love the old school approach. Put the ball in play. I don't want to see strikers. So we liked all of that about the Mets. Mm-hmm. But it didn't, it didn't work. It didn't work. So, you know, and then I listen to you and some other people talk. I look at it myself. How much change can they make? Who are they going to let go? Who are they not going to let go? And it's like, ah, I don't know. I, I, I'm just confused. Well, you should be I'm excited. Funny. You should be excited. Well, you know when I got excited? I got a funny story. You know when I got excited? Because I've been miserable. I've been miserable. And then I got to hear it damn Yankee fans, my own friends. I want to kill them all. <laughs> so, stinking Yankees, you know, the series is going on and I'm, my cousin's birthday Saturday night. We're at a dinner at a restaurant. The game is not on, whatever. I'm watching on my phone because I'm sick. I'm just sick. Why the heck am I watching this crap on my phone? But I'm watching. And the Yankees are winning. And it's like they're about to shut it down. And I'm just miserable, Sal. Everybody's there talking. And I'm just in my phone. And people are talking to me. I'm like, whatever. And then they, they I was going to say the Indians. The Indians walking off. I can't less about this name change crap. No disrespect to anybody. I don't say it's disrespect. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. The Guardians walk it off. Sal, it was as, as if the Mets won. I was so happy. Everybody's looking at me in the restaurant like I'm nuts. Because nobody knows what's going on. I'm the only one watching the game on my phone. Well, because you are nuts, in fact. I mean, I, I've seen I, it firsthand. Sal, I was cursing. Heck yeah. And then Jack calls me. And forget it. It, drove, it. it got even worse. I had to leave the restaurant. I had to walk out the restaurant. I can't believe that you get that worked up about a team that you don't even root for. You're a Mets fan. What are you worried about the Yankees? It's the fans. My own family and friends, they drive me nuts. Yeah, I get it. You don't know how much I've been taken because you stupid Mets. (laughs) I'm down here. That's not what we're here for. Calm down. I get it. Because he's Mets. But anyways, thankfully for the Giants, 
thankfully for the Giants, this is the best kind of season, Sal. This, I don't want to say 2015 Mets, but, you know, when you don't expect it, like, mm-hmm. and listen, I'm not one that the kids want to say, oh, the Giants are going nowhere. And so in many ways, I'm naive when it comes to sports. A new season is a new opportunity to me. I don't care what anybody says. Even myself, I'm not hiring Daniel Jones. Get it done. You know what I'm saying? Get it done. Prove me wrong. I don't want to be right about you. So I'm loving what I'm seeing so far with the Giants. Five and, five and one, a tremendous start. And you're right, Hector. The thing that I loved the most is that, and thank you for the call, Hector. Good to hear from you. Don't be a stranger, will you? Let's go, Knicks. Yeah. Now, let me say this. Go ahead. I feel good about the Knicks. Let's, and let's go me Rangers. too, actually. The I feel good about the Knicks. I think Burks is going to be a factor. I think Randall's going to shut a lot of people hey, up. Hey, let's do a like game. That. We should do a Knicks game. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's I mean, I'm up game. for the Rangers, too, but we should definitely do that. And Absolutely. Me- Make sure you don't be a stranger. I don't care if you're you can't leave me well, here on the overnight. No, you and Doug, and thanks for the call. You and Doug trying to leave me on the overnight? Hell no. If I'm here, you better be calling. After all we've been through, well, I'm trying to get off the overnight, blah, 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 blah. Just because the Met season is over doesn't mean that sports stop, Hector and Doug. Anyway, you're right about the Giants with the low expectations in any. That's why I love 2017 for the Yankees. Because generally with the Yankees, every year, they're expected to win the World Series. And if they fall short of that, it's somewhat of a disappointment. And in 2017, there were zero expectations. And they had judge breakout. They go to Game 7 of the ALCS. That was a great year. I love seasons. Maybe that's why I like 1999 for the Mets. More so even than 2000. I mean, you know, maybe they had playoff expectations. But when you exceed expectations, that's when it's fun. The hard part is, and this is where it's going to be fun for the Jets and Giants this year. Because it's early going and the Jets are a little little further along than the Giants as far as where they're at in their plan and their building. Obviously, it's year one for Dable and Joe Shane. But you look at where the Jets are, you know, they're going to be expected, if not this year, then moving forward to be a playoff team consistently. And at some point, it's going to go from, all right, well, now they got to be serious contenders. And then you get to that level where it's like, hey, you got to win it. You got to get to the Super Bowl. And then from there, it's downhill. Very hard to sustain that level. You usually have a period of time where you could be that. Not to say that you couldn't be a consistent playoff team if you continue to draft well, sure. But you build to get to that level. Then the expectations are there. That's where it becomes less fun as a fan because usually it ends in disappointment. But the seasons with no expectations, when you exceed them, oh, man. And that's definitely what we're getting with the Giants at 5-1. There were no expectations for the Giants other than the culture change and the, the the feel good about the franchise finally for making a good hire with Shane and Dable. Even though we didn't see a game, you still felt different. It felt better. Well, there's no Gettleman, so anybody was going to be better than that. But it just felt like the Giants made the right hires. And now you're seeing it through six weeks in the results. But the expectations have raised in season, and that's fine. But it still makes it a very fun season. Mitchell's calling from Fort Lee. What's up, Mitchell? 
Hello, Sal. How you doing this morning, big guy? Good, Mitchell. How are you? Good to hear from you. Yeah, let's just sound like your, your two other calls call. Just because your other two guys, their met season's over, I still call in every day when, I, when I'm driving in the morning at Sal. I got customers actually in the car with me, so they're listening to us. And I had to call and say hello. But, I Sal, I have to agree with you first before I get to my Yankee point. I think we should do definitely a Nick or Ranger game with the guys again or different guys. We had such a great time for the Met game. We should do definitely do it can again. You, can you get us free food again? Uh, Sal, that one's tough because my buddy <laughs> had the season ticket, so I can't. But uh, Nick, I'll take you to a good game, Sal. So how you been? All right. Hey, Sal, here's my points for tonight. You know, you know, everyone was, I kept reading on Facebook. And people complained about the game last night. They had no choice. Major League Baseball wanted them to play to give the day off to the players to go travel to play Houston on, on Wednesday. So, you know, you, the weather, they couldn't control it. It's, you know, people find a way always to complain about something. Oh, it's, it's incessant with it. It's ridiculous the way that people complain about it. Look, I understand sometimes it's a major inconvenience and maybe the teams do try to squeeze, you know, some more money out of holding fans hostage a little bit before they play a game. This was not that case. They needed to get the game in. They wanted to get the game in. Fans have the right not to go. I got news for you. Nobody's making you sit there. Hey, if you think you could do better at evaluating the weather, then you should have been able to predict it and know that the game was going to get canceled and go home. I mean, why I can't I can't understand why everybody's got to get on everything baseball or the Yankees or whoever does when it comes to the rain or weather. I agree with you, but now getting to the game today, I, you know, I, I like that he's, we we switched pitchers starting. We're gonna go with we're gonna go with our uh, our basically our ace for the year, and uh, and 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 Cleveland's gonna go with the belly that he's hit him very well through the year. But you know what I worry about more than anything? No one's brought it up yet on on every call I've heard for the last two days. I worry about Boone. Boone, I worry to be more than anything else. I don't worry about the Yankees. I worry about Boone. Some of his moves that he still makes, I've been complaining about this foul for years. Just, it's just mind-boggling. Like, even the game when the Yankees lost, he gave up five hits in a row. He should have brought someone in. He, he's used that bullpen that doesn't use it right, and he just, he just, he just, I just worry about him more than anything else. But I do believe today, Sal, the Yankees are going to win, and, uh, we're going to go to Houston on Wednesday. And listen, we, we, yeah, are we going to be in a disadvantage? Yes. We'll probably have to pitch Jermon or Tahan on, on Wednesday. And that'll be it. Listen, it all depends about one thing. You're going to hit the ball and catch the ball. Then you have a chance to win. Mm. And, it, and that's the bottom line to baseball. I mean, you don't know who's going to win. Look, look at the two things. And, Sal, you're right about the Phillies. I did a show down in uh, South Jersey at a Cranberry Festival. I do sports apparel. And all these Phillies fans... When they win, they want to buy everything in the world. When their teams are losing, oh, they're front-running Philly fans. I see it a mile away, or how many miles away are we from Philly? However many, 200 miles. I see it, and thanks for the call, Mitchell, and good to hear from you. Good luck to your Yankees later on today. They're front-runners. I know it for, they know it too. This is nothing personal. I respect Philadelphia as a sports town. I mean, they have as passionate fans as there are in sports. You know, we said the same thing last week about Philly, and you got to feel good for that fan base in Boston. Passionate fan base in the Northeast. I get it. However, they're frauds. They're front-running frauds, the Phillies fans. All they care about are the Eagles. That's the primary uh, thing down there. The Eagles. And they, oh, wow, wait, the Phillies are in the playoffs? Oh, wow, the Phillies actually won around? Oh, wait, the Phillies are going to the championship series? Let's go to the Phillies game. Front runners with a PH. Front running Philly fans. You can't fool me. You said something else in there. Oh, yeah, right. Mitchell broke down the keys to success. You got to hit the ball, you got to catch the ball, you got to pitch the ball as well. 
Boone, I thought coming into this series, the way that he managed the bullpen, I did think that would be the key. And even more so in a game five with his starter on short rest. I think that will determine this game. Now, if the the Astros, if the Guardians do start Savali, then I would expect the Yanks to mash him. And then maybe that would alleviate some of the issues you would have in a close game with Boone managing that bullpen. So their bats could always you know, blow this thing open before Cleveland gets to their strength, which is that bullpen. That's the goal from the Cleveland side. Keep it close or have the lead when we get to the bullpen. The Yankees got to be thinking, first two innings, if they start this guy, Savali, we got to blow it open, then that negates their whole game plan and their strength on the other side. But if Boone is in a tight game going inning for inning, pitch for pitch with Terry Francona, I mean, I think it's a clear advantage for Francona. Not to mention the arms that he has in the bullpen that are an advantage, but the way that he utilizes those arms and manages that bullpen. So I think that's going to be the fascinating aspect of this game, if it's a close one, how Boone, when he decides to get Cortez out, who he's going with, how he manages his bullpen in this winner-take-all game five. Let him have it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Sal back on the fam warm-up show with Al and Jerry coming up in about 12 minutes or so. We'll finish up with your calls, 877-337-6666. Gut feel. Yanks smoke them. I, I really, and I'm not saying this just because I'm brainwashed by the Yankees because I grew up during the dynasty years. I, I don't, I just don't see it. I mean, obviously the Yankees have struggled in the postseason in recent years, but I don't see them going out, not like this, to Cleveland Cleveland is a worthy opponent. They have proven to be a worthy opponent. I think they've maxed out taking the Yanks to a a fifth game here. Cortez will be good enough on short rest. Boone and and Yankees' bats will get going early on. Boone will do enough with that pen to get them through this game. Now, the next series, who the hell knows? But I'd be stunned if the Yankees' season ended later on this evening. Four o'clock start, remember. If the Yankee season ended later on this evening at home to the Guardians, I'd be stunned. I think we're getting Yankees-Astros in the ALCS, and then we could have fun talking about that for the next couple of weeks. Bob is calling from Bayside. What's up, Bob? Hi, Bob. All right, we'll move on. Eric is calling from Ron Congam. What's up, Eric? Hey, Sal. Well, you can certainly label it as the series that never wants to end that's for sure oh my god I mean, it's just annoying with these rain delays yeah i mean yeah between that and uh going to the the, the only series going to the, the fifth game and uh i mean uh you know it's, it's exciting from that standpoint but uh yeah i mean it, it's it started what a week and a half ago already now i mean just but uh you know i didn't think now, about that I mean, until you just said it um off the top of my head so the mets were the only wild card team to go to three and the Yankees now right. the only division team to go to five. So the Mets and Yanks, go to five, yeah, yeah, playing uh, yeah. right the the ultimate game. Right. Uh, 
look, uh, you know, real quick before I get to uh, the Jets, you know, you're talking about playoff scenarios and stuff as far as, uh, uh, you know, how to uh, make it more competitive. I mean, I was getting a headache. I mean, it's just, you know, it, it shouldn't be difficult when, when it comes to the playoffs as to how to structure it. You know, I mean, because it, it's really starting to get me to the point where I'm like, you know, I, I liked it before they introduced the wild card uh, initially because, you know, it was the best teams who got there and, you know, one series and then boom, you're into the World Series. You know, but, uh, you know, it, I don't think in our lifetime it'll ever go back, go back to that, uh, you know, because there's just too much money involved now, you know, which is why they keep stretching it out. But, I mean, to, to have to contemplate – you know how many more teams need to be added in order for right. it to, make to balance sense. out. I mean, yeah. which which it doesn't make sense, and it's just like you know, well, what's going on here? But I mean, uh, unfortunately, that's where we are now. But uh, well, when you have three you know, division, you're right; it is convoluted and it's messy. And I'm trying to do the math and write it down. I think the only way is if you have three divisions, you will have the div- you can't get all three with a buy. So, I mean, unless you really right. start adding a, a bunch of different teams, but even so, I don't know if that's going to work out because you could only have, um, you know, one championship series and two division series to get to that championship series. So that right. that's, the, that's right. the whole thing. You could have eight teams in the postseason. Right now there are six. You could add two more, but you'd still have to have the three, whoever is the three seed in the divisions, play the eight seed. Well, and, and it goes back to what you said about, you know, but then you start throwing in teams that are, you know, just barely 500. Now actually, by the way, I just, even I just screwed it up again. That that wouldn't even work because no. even if you had, if you added eight teams, and this is why it is convoluted, and you're right, I'm giving myself a headache here, and i got to stop even right. discussing it. Because if you had the top two teams get a bye like they do, the third team play the eighth seed, you'd have one extra team without an opponent. You'd have to. Yeah, you you can't just, have it with three divisions. It just doesn't work. Yeah, it just. I mean, it shouldn't be that difficult to have to sit there and be like, oh, okay, you know, this is how they're gonna. I mean, I don't know. They 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 created a, a big a big mess. But uh, look, I mean, I, I'm so pleasantly surprised with with what's going on with the Jets. Uh, I mean, they, you know, they, they look great, especially the last couple of weeks. You know, uh, really playing well. I mean, I, I can't honestly remember. I'm thinking it has to be when when Keyshawn and Corbett and that grant, that gang were coming in. <clears throat> of when I was this excited about the the young talent that was being brought into the team. Uh, I mean, you know, they they obviously you know had a couple of great teams. Mm-hmm. In the, uh, you know, when when Rex was there, but yeah, I, but that was know, built was with yeah, exactly, and that was built with a powerful offensive line. The offense wasn't very good, but they you know ground and pound. They ran the football behind a terrific offensive line, and they played excellent defense, and Revis was a star on defense. It's different now. Where right. you look, they have speed all over the field. It is exciting to watch both sides of the ball. Yeah, exactly. And, and they think, you know, I mean, there is something to be said about I mean, can, can you imagine, just the comparisons have been made, uh, who knows how it will play out in the long run, but, I mean, if the, the Jets' talent on this team had the giant coaching staff, I mean, imagine what that what that might turn into. But uh, I mean, it's not gonna, it's not going to work out that way, obviously. And, and but, I don't want to, uh, yeah. And I don't want to knock Sala. And thank you for the call, Eric. Appreciate you as always. I don't want to knock Sala, but I, I need to see a little bit more. Now he's done a nice job. I look at him more though as a rah rah guy as opposed to an X's and O's guy. 
Now, look, if the defense continues to improve, I mean, impossible to knock him. I just want to see a little bit more. With Dable, you could tell that he is the clear head coach. You know that the offense is all his, and it is different. It's an offensive league. Although, I mean, you watch some of these primetime games, maybe not. Touchdowns are hard to come by. Butch is calling from South Yonkers. What's up, Butch? Hey, Sal. How's it going, baby? How are you, Butch? All right. If you look at the season, the whole summer season, man, it's a lot of uh, fans that are disappointed in Atlanta, New York, and, and in L.A. So the season really can mean nothing if you want over 100 games because there's 313 games between those teams. They're all sitting at home. So, hey, those small market teams are stepping up. It's the team that makes the fewer mistakes and, and who wants it more. Yeah, but it's just a matter of then three or five games as opposed to, and you give them credit for getting in, obviously, and thank you for the call, Butch. Appreciate you as always. You give them credit for getting in, the Phillies and the Padres, but then it just shows you three or five game series can erase the entire 162. It's It'd be a little more easier to digest if it were a seven game series, for example. Dan is calling from Phoenix. What's up, Dan? Buongiorno, Salvatore. Come stai? Hi. <laughs> Sal, um, uh, I'm just wondering, is there any scenario possible that Aaron Judge would not be on the, on the Yankees next year? Yeah, somebody offers them more money. The Giants. I think New York City would be just so crushed watching so many YouTube links on Aaron Judge, particularly that game in Toronto with the little kid getting the ball from the Toronto fan. He's just a, a, an element to himself. Um, he's a spectacular ball player. I'm a transplanted New Yorker, love the Yankees for all, uh, since childhood, since the 60s, uh, win or lose, but Aaron Judge has to remain a Yankee. And I, I, I would hope that he wants to be. I think he will, Dan, ultimately, but you said, is there any way? And yes, there is a way. If Aaron Judge okay. is about the most money, and whether it's the Giants, I don't think it's likely the Mets do it, but let's just say the Giants go out there and offer him $350 million and the Yankees' number is 320 and they're not going to budge. Yeah. And Judge wants the most money. I mean, I do believe that somebody's going to offer Judge more money or somebody would offer Judge more money than the Yankees. It's a matter the Dodgers, of. Yeah. Well, whoever. It's a matter of how much more that team offers, and then it's going to be a matter of if he decides that he wants to stay with the Yankees. You, you, we're gonna, he's going to have a chance to back up his words. Paul is calling from Buffalo. What's up, Paul? Hey, Sal. Good morning. Two quick points because I know we're late. Mm-hmm. I've, I've dumped on Garrett Cole so many times. i got to give it up to him. Seven innings, two earned runs. That's an ace's line. Nothing more to be said about it. The second point is the Yankees have one advantage over the Indians, and that's our bats. So, you know, when it comes tonight, two guys got to bring the big tomahawks, and that's John Carlos Stan and Aaron Judge, and send the mighty warriors of Cuyahoga back to Cleveland on a trail of tears, brother. Have a good day. Well, thank you, Paul. They're the Guardians now, so I don't know if any of those words that you used uh, right there would, would, would play, and I probably would think that a lot of those words could be offensive as well. So remember, Paul said it, not me. Here's what I was thinking. If I'm a Yankee fan, and you know this is going to happen, Just whatever happens at the stadium, let Josh Naylor have it. How does that dude get away with that celebration? I swear when I first saw it, I thought he was talking about the pitch. Oh, that was my baby. That pitch is right in my wheelhouse. I crushed it. That's my baby, that pitch. What's he doing throwing that? 
But if he's, in fact, rocking the baby and yelling and screaming, that's my bleeping baby in reference to Garrett Cole, how did not one of the Yankees immediately tackle him? We've gone soft here. I do not expect that from the Yankee Stadium crowd. Now, I'm not saying somebody should jump you know, out of their seat and on the field and tackle Josh Naylor, but I'm saying let him have it with everything that you have with your voice. And I know that it is going to be as loud of boos as we will have heard at the new Yankee Stadium when Josh Naylor does, in fact, step up to the plate. That was unacceptable behavior from him. And Cole shook it off and said, oh, whatever, it was cute. Good for him. I mean, he stuck it to him. Nailer, that clown. Anyway, we'll be back on the other side of it and see what happens later on tonight. Back at midnight. Game five, I believe, will be decided one way or another. Finally, this series will come to an end. Will the Yankees keep it going on in the ALCS against the Strohs? Or will their season end and then we could turn our attention to basketball and football and, of course, the offseason. Thanks to Fleegs, as always, everybody who called. And listen, we appreciate it. Back again at midnight, the warm-up show with Alan Jerry. That's coming up next. We'll see you later. Sports Radio 101.